Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. Welcome to a decidedly festive event, a festive uh, expedition, a festive episode of the Luke and Pete Show on Monday the 19th of December. Luke Moore, how the devil are you, sir? Say festive again. Festive. Festive. Festivus. I'm good. It's time, time to get festive, man. It's time to get festive. I have already eaten so many candies, so many hot tamales, so many <laughs> advent calendars, so many uh, Ferrero Rochers. Because the thing about uh, Christmas is, it's not just about the uh, period of time where you're kind of eating in front of the telly and eating uh, while you're cooking dinner and stuff like that and drinking wine and stuff. Um, it's the weeks before where the food is in your house, uh, but you, being a grown-up, you can't resist not eating the bloody stuff. Oh, my mother is an absolute nightmare for that. An absolute nightmare. She... she um. She buys stuff the probably month, six weeks leading up to Christmas. Yeah. Puts it all around the house in the usual places. Yeah, okay. And then, okay but yeah. you have no idea whether it's for Christmas or not. So she doesn't even put it in a, in a special festive stocking not or really. bag. So it says, "Do not touch Christmas." No, Xmas. not really. And there was a big, right. um, there was a big set too uh, with my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, uh, about a week ago now. Um, <clears throat> where he was, she had bought him, right? She had bought him a two-liter bottle of Fanta for, right, for him to drink soft drinks for Christmas because he'd be driving around okay. doing some bits and pieces and he wouldn't be able to drink so much. Okay. And um, it was like this. At this point, it's probably about the fifteenth 
of December. No, actually, probably probably before that. Actually, it's probably about the tenth of December, and he was down yeah. there with the, with the kids for another reason, and he went to open the this two liter bottle of Fanta, and my mum was like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "I'm just opening it." She's like, "No." You're not opening that. And he said, well, hang on a minute, Carol, which is my mum's name. I'm the only person in, who drinks Fanta. You've brought this specifically for me because I'll be doing a lot yeah. of driving. And I quite like some now. Can I have some now? And mum was like, no. Nope. He was like, okay, I'll buy, you, I'll buy another two-litre bottle between now and Christmas yeah. for me. But can I just have a glass of it now? No. Nope. Right. And, okay. and so- he said, I, your mum looked so wounded about the idea of it that I just didn't bother. I just had some water. Yeah, well, look, that that's fine, but I just guarantee that at some point during the Christmas season, uh, the festive time, so to speak, um, that there'll be some Fanta left in that bottle, and he'll be thinking to himself, uh, that was mine, I could have drank that when I wanted it. I was cold, I was hungry, were you there, were you there, <laughs> yeah. as Jesus once demanded of someone. Did, was, it, was it Jesus who demanded that? One of the two, Big G or Big J, innit? Who's the other one? God, well, God... <laughs> God Did himself you, yeah, yeah. said that. Yeah. I was hungry. Because yeah. if you're hungry and you're thirsty and you're God, that's on you yeah. because you're God. Yeah, right? you could make it, you could make unlimited amounts of Fanta. Yeah, people are praying to you all the time to sort them out. You're the one with the power here. <laughs> if you can, Yeah, if you can't keep yourself, uh, you know, fed and watered, yeah. what hope do we all have, really? I mean, if God himself is hungry and thirsty, then what chance do the rest of us have? Drink a river, God. Yeah, they're everywhere. Help <laughs> us out, mate. Yeah. We're, we've got melting polar ice caps. Get a big straw down and suck it all up for crying out loud. Do you reckon he <laughs> using a big straw? That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, I think his body could probably process uh, salty water. I reckon, and he'd probably enjoy munching on a, on whatever fish life come up as well. If you're listening to this, um, it is traditional God. at Christmas to drink as much salt salt water as you can. It is, so, yeah. Um, as uh, yeah, as yeah, I think it was in the Bible. It was somewhere. It was. Have and, a lovely glass of water, and, water and salty water. The Lord and Saviour looked upon the salt water and said, "Drink and drink, said, drink delicious. deep, my children. For <laughs> without drinking deep, the eternal damnation will be assured. And how would one pass into heaven without drinking some sweety, but mostly salty, water?" Mm. The saline is mine, yeah. Oh Lord, the yeah. saline is. Well, mine. that's the one thing about like these kind of evangelical. This is a Christmas themed episode, so I don't want to get too deep into the blasphemy. Not the time of year for blasphemy, but before we move on from the blasphemy section, I would just say this: um, the evangelical types, these kind of prosperity gospel preachers and stuff, who do all this stuff. Yeah. It, once you get into it, if you've got a few buzzwords and key phrases, and have a basic, you're nodding terms with the whole um, Christ um, tradition. Anyone can do it. It's, what do you mean? It's basically like, like being a car set salesman. Up as a... Yeah, but you've got to be good. You've got no, to be because good you've got a captive you? audience. You've got to be you charismatic, be... and you've got to be. You, yeah, you could easily do it. I've seen you up stage doing Ramble Live. You could easily do it. You could, but you could sort of. But you've got to be really good, and you've also it, it, you do have to know your Bible. You really do have to, because I listen to um, uh, radio, uh, Adventist radio, and. Well, is that because you got radio. all the other local radio stations closed down the last episode? Yeah, I got... You basically campaigned got to be defunded. defunded. Yeah, yeah. That's all the Tories exactly. needed. Um, I got confused about Radio Cambridgeshire. Yeah. Um, the, uh, if I sort of like go down from like XFM or Absolute or whatever, uh, a couple of a couple of notches, uh, it usually gets to like a, an Adventist... Yeah, I've seen that in my uh, car, yeah. ...radio sort of station. And, and you do listen... And, you, and there's always a new fucking story in there, isn't there? There's always a new story, Old Testament story, about how this happened and this happened. And you're like, wow. And it's always like a young... 
funky preacher talking about it and they play some uh really well produced uh kind of you know sound like the killers kind of uh, uh, jesus music yeah. and uh, it's it's just a, it's just incredible stuff like I, like there's always a new story there's always a new so, story so yeah. i've got a friend who um is a pretty thoughtful person and he did um yeah. philosophy at university and then went on to a postgraduate um qualification in philosophy very very clever man um but deeply um into this idea of the meaning of life and philosophy and yeah, quite an, quite an earnest chap on that kind of subject, but very very thoughtful. Probably the most interesting person I've spoken to about it. And his parents are quite religious, and um, yeah. he's got this like quite funny. And to be fair, he can laugh at himself about it. He's got this quite funny attitude, like completely unflappable attitude towards his Christianity or his, his kind of form of Christianity, which is like he pathologically hates anything that tries to make Christianity cool or right okay. so, he, yeah, so yeah, for yeah. him it's like a big part of the faith and the process i want to be on a sunday in a church i want it to be uncomfortably cold i want to be sitting on a hard <laughs> pew and i want to be seriously thinking about the good things i've done the bad things i've done nothing about this should be cozy comfortable pulling the wool over people's eyes making it a good time it's a serious thing and it should be yeah. treated seriously and i want to know that when I go into the church, we're all going to be on the same page here, and we all know what we're in for, and that yeah. it's, it, you know, I want I want to be uncomfortable to really establish my relationship with what I'm doing here because all the rest of my life, thankfully, is very comfortable. That's not the point of this, right? Yeah. So he cannot yeah. stand all this happy clappy stuff. It's, it's not. I guess, not but I guess it's kind of. But I guess it's kind of like he wants that's a Protestant work, in, isn't it? Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of like to bring people in. If you're already got the faith make it as miserable as you want because you're all you know you're all you've got that higher calling but for for me i need a, a band that sounds like evanescent telling me about <laughs> Jesus. in every I aspect of your life every aspect <laughs> of my life for crying out loud uh luke i've i've bashed a little uh, link into the uh, running order at the top rather untidily uh, and rather late got it, uh, as yeah. we started the show um there's a man who's found baby jesus in a packet of revels and, and i thought <laughs> when you started talking about jesus i thought well that's probably a good news story to uh, talk about um yeah there's basically <laughs> a man miles campbell 38 scottish bloke uh was munching on a bag of revels uh, if you're unfamiliar with revels they're kind of like it's like a, a grab bag of different kinds of chocolates uh pennies circles they, chase, they taste pleasingly spheres. cheap as well y- yeah they're, they're very nice they're, they're made by Galax, i believe but they're there's different flavors in inside the bag. You know, there's like orange flavor. There's a toffee, chewy one. There's uh, just a normal sort of. Good solid gracious one, me, that cetera, looks like the baby Jesus. It does look it like, really, as in his really words, a wee like baby him. Jesus staring back at him. I mean, I would say that, like, it all looks like a congealed lump of of chocolate, like horrible r- reddish brown chocolate, Revel style. Uh, but it it does look like a, a baby in swaddling clothes. I would say that the the eyes and the mouth of the baby do They've look shockingly on. close to a ballpoint pen. They do <laughs> look been drawn like on, it, and he basically like found it. that in about July. <laughs> And he said, I'm keeping that in a bowl, in the fridge, yeah. until, the me- until the metro come and knock in. Until the metro come knocking. Miles said that it's uh, that eating it is completely off the cards, and that his children know it's off limits too. I couldn't bring myself to eat it, he says. It, it still lives in my fridge. My children know not to eat it. They don't touch it. I don't know what kind, type of revel it is. It's maybe two or three of them joined together. And then he goes on to say, it could be an orange cream or a coffee cream, but I wouldn't like to disclose that because a lot of people don't like the coffee creams. He's a maniac. <laughs> he, is this guy pissed is he pissed 
He sounds like a man who likes a drink. I, I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, I, I don't think that's massively besmirching the good man's name, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. What's he going to do with it, fun. though? What would you do with it? If, I understand why you wouldn't want to eat it, because it feels like a bit of a bit of a shame. But how long yeah. is the media tour going to continue for before he goes, right, we've got to move on now? I would probably... I'd probably pop around the church, give it a jump. It's, it's the best place to do it, isn't it? Give 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 yourself a, a hail mary and and and, and chomp away. Well, maybe say. maybe just just squeeze it into the between all the communion wafers and the lucky the lucky winner gets yeah the, uh, gets the, the lucky uh, guy gets, gets there's, the best there's a of Jesus. Um, there's a book a literal body the entire body of Jesus. I think I mentioned this before, so, but I'll just briefly recap. There's a book called Nina Simone's Gum by Warren Ellis, who is the right hand man of Nick Cave, who. Yeah rescued um, Nina Simone's chewing gum from a meltdown festival I told you about before. There's a whole book about that piece of chewing gum. It's not dissimilar to yeah, this. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's no. <laughs> rather more high-minded and perhaps, you know, yeah. dare I say, fallen into the hands of a slightly more talented man, but still the same principle. <laughs> um, Peter, that's that's a traditional thing, isn't it? The media always find, something, always find the face of Jesus or something in something around Christmas. Yeah. It's like a media thing. It's just, it's, tr- it's just so traditional. Um, it's as traditional, I would say, as finding what the media thinks are the most attractive young girls who've just passed their A-levels, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. They, they make them jump in the air. Hip, hip, hooray! Um, yeah. And the, the rest of us basically only watch for someone getting really disappointed live on camera. And then <laughs> the follow-up, the, 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 kind of, the, the second sequel, I suppose, is um, someone talking on, online about how they don't have any qualifications, but they've still done brilliantly in their life like Jake Humphrey, for example. Um, anyway, so tr- that's traditional. I want to talk about some cr- Christmas traditions from around the world. I think what we'll do is on Thursday's show, we'll do our listeners' traditions and our listeners' Christmas-themed emails, like a bumper episode of that. But for now here, I want to do Christmas traditions from around the world. Uh, and I've, I've drilled into some pretty interesting ones, and I'm, it's going to culminate in a couple of Icelandic things that I think you'll be interested in, Peter. Before I do that, do you have any traditions yourself that you'd like to share with us? Because I know that you're forging, ploughing a new furrow after the uh, after Ratgate, fancy Ratgate, and now you'll yeah. be spending Christmas with the partner you've got access to, with Load of the Dog down in um, down in Essex. What what have you got mm. planned? Um, well, I mean, traditions. As a, I've been playing a lot of Tetris on my arcade machine. The spirit of Christmas, might... everyone. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, Russian culture needs our help. That's all I'm saying. Um, the at this point, I, 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 I like the idea of coming downstairs with like a, a Bucks fizz in my hand, and while everyone's opening Hang on, their presents, you've present, got that upstairs, the Bucks fizz. You've not even come that you're walking down the stairs with it already. So you've got that next <laughs> to your right, bed. Okay. Have you? I've come downstairs. There's some Bucks fizz in the fridge. Right. I've, I've mixed them up. I've made some. Everyone's got a glass. Yeah, the, uh, we've got uh, we've got our niece, two nieces staying. With oh, us. good. Uh, so we're, we'll no doubt be uh, we'll be full of flu uh, by Boxing Day. Because <laughs> you're looking forward uh, to I mean, it. That's the main thing. I, I love them, but that's a that they've got a poorly household. Yeah. They've got they've got prescriptions for antibiotics. They're not willing to take yet because there's a literal antibiotic shortage yeah. uh, in Cheadle Hume, which is just great stuff. Yeah, uh, so, Britain, so very nice. Post Brexit, um, Britain. You, thanks, it's, thanks it's the, is, is um, the poorliness of it the Donaldson curse, or is that too harsh? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Really, it's yeah. It could be. I mean, it could, it could just be the general uh, a general Christmas malaise. But yeah, they're they're they're, they're pool at the moment. So oh, bless uh, hopefully we'll get to it. But I'll be. Uh, but I'm planning on having a bit of breakfast, and while everyone's opening their presents and messing around, 
I'm going to blast out some Tetris, some final Tetris on my arcade machine. Will you be? I just think it's the spirit of Christmas. I need my time to play as well. So that's the kind of thing I would have got in trouble for when I was about 14. So you're bringing, you're bringing it back. You're three times that it's, age and you're bringing it back. It's in the front room, though. You know, I can see... Because I've, I've bought uh, the littlest one, some Peppa Pig uh, play sets, and then the older one uh, has got a tortoise that does a shit. <laughs> how, long, how, long, how much enjoyment can you get out of that? I don't know. I mean, I saw it in the toy shop and I was like, well, that has to be bought for me or the, or the child. But it's like a little... Uh, it's like a little tortoise with a sort of long neck out of his shell. And he sings, oh, no, got to go. Oh, no, got to go. And he does a shit. What's the shit made of? I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it, he sits on his toilet and he and he tinkles out the poo, I think. I think that's how it works. I don't, I've not I've not unwrapped it. She'll find out the, the glory of, of, of Christmas Day tortoise doing his shit. Something to look forward to. And something to look Who's on Christmas to. lunch duty? You? Uh, I, I would say... She's not going to let me do it, Sarah, bless her. Uh, but she did make it clear that she did drink too early uh, last year because she was making gravy and she realised it was completely cold because yeah. she hadn't boiled the kettle. I remember you so I'm like, yeah. I think I should t- at least take over gravy. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we, we're, we're pretty good at uh, at separating church and state when it comes to different uh, jobs on the Christmas on the Christmas day. So you're cooking for uh, you, you're cooking for six then? Yeah, I guess I am. That's going to be... Uh, yeah. Can't do that in an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, get, well, actually, I actually saw something in the Sun um, newspaper, which was... Yeah. Um, I mean, let's... Sorrowway Sun. The Super Sorrowway Sun let, that we all love. Let's be honest. It was almost certainly financed and lobbied for by some kind of air fryer manufacturer. By Ninja, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, where someone did their whole Christmas dinner in an air fryer. And the, um, right. And the, the angle was that, um, you know the demand for an air fryer because they're so energy efficient has gone up 3000% in 2022 so this lady yeah. um journalist did um this, I don't know why I said lady journalist there this journalist um, <laughs> lady but it's just a, it's just pictures of her all over yeah, the place the picture yeah, yeah, yeah the picture you for, go lady lady like your brain was going that's a lady yeah i don't really know why i said that <laughs> sorry about that have i ruined christmas <laughs> for right. everyone I'm, I'm sorry I about think that you made, uh, well done so well done kids are crying yeah kids are crying now because i've <laughs> said the sexism about journalisms um, but anyway, so she she does that, does the whole Christmas dinner in an air fryer. I don't want to be rude because it, I, you know this this is going to be something that could come down to the skills of the person using the air fryer. Now I've never used an air fryer, so I'm sure I would be just as bad, if not worse. All of yeah. it looked terrible. All of it. Right. Yeah. It, it looks. Uh, if you want something that looks dry. <laughs> I mean, because you can, like, turn on the air fryer really low and dehydrate something. Like, if you want something very dry, it is perfectly it is perfectly uh, pitched to, to absolutely uh, dry out every bit of food you can put in there. Because at one point she's putting mince pies in it. Yeah, well, that's all right, though, isn't it? I put a mince pie in it last week. That's all right. That's fine. Just warms it through, doesn't it? Lovely. So is, is it... What I'm getting confused about here is that... Is, is the name air fryer just quite a confusing name for it? Uh, what, it should why just be is called it, an air cooker. Yeah, probably probably should be really. I suppose. Yeah, it's it. Yeah, it doesn't really fry, does it? It just circulates the air. Because around. if someone says to me, "Do you want a fried mince pie?" I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, it depends on whether you're north of the border. Well, or it not. depends on how many drinks I've had, actually. Deep fried. Yeah, exactly. um, but so yeah, <laughs> I, I think that um, if you're going to do it all in an air fryer, I don't think that's going to work that well for you. But there is a big difference between cooking for say just two people. And cooking for six, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I don't think you can really get away with it with that sort of thing. I think I think the meal at the uh, the 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 LJ as we called it earlier on uh, cooked is very much just for. It looks like it would be good for like two people. Bit of carrot, bit of parsnip, and a tiny bit of turkey. Yeah, basically. Um, right. Let's have a break. When we come back, I'm right. going to do um, Christmas traditions from around the world, Pete, and you're going to bloody enjoy them. And that is an order. Um, okay. And I'm sorry again to um, Katie Doherty, who looks like an excellent journalist. Uh, I don't know why I, I brought her. Well, she's um, worked for the Sun. Don't worry about it. She, I mean, she works for the Sun, Luke. I mean, you could probably step step the foot off the brake a little bit. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Tell you what, Katie Doherty, the Sun, get fucked. <laughs> yeah. Ta-ta. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Peter community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to their St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? 
to light your dickhead. Oh, it's the Luke and Pete show. It's nearly Christmas, and Luke's got some Christmas traditions for you. Imagine being like you and I now are on basically the equivalent of Santa's sleigh. I'm going to go to several cu- countries around the world and observe, okay. with our listeners in tow, of course, because it's a magical Santa sleigh, so all the people who listen to the yep. show can fit on it as well. Delicious. And they can hear me, and it's not going to get too cold, so you're having a lovely time. Um, we're going to go around the world, and we're going to observe and appreciate, and possibly, perhaps even, say some pithy comments about some Christmas traditions from around the world. The first stop is Austria. Austria. Okay, <clears throat> right. That's uh, that, that's kind of close to home, I would say. Austria kind of feels like a Christmassy place anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's where all of the best sort of folk tales would come from. Exactly. Have you heard? Well, that's not true because Denmark is, but Austria do, right. their, do their fair share. Yeah. Uh, have you heard of Krampus? Krampus. Now, is that. Have I sort of got Krampus mixed up with that one that Dwight Schrute has, that Germanic one that uh, Dwight Schrute does in the office? Not seen it. But it could be the same thing. Krampus. Are you wicked? <laughs> yeah, Krampus is like a terrifying thing. I think you'd make a brilliant Krampus. Essentially, they have this like terrifying monster that stalks the streets throughout December to frighten yeah. children into behaving well. And some um, adults even wander around with these kind of horrific monster masks on to kind of play right. the part. And it, it looks. I mean, I'm 42 and it looks awful. <laughs> I, I, the, some of the photos I saw, particularly in that kind of that light where it's just getting dark, and they're at the end of the street with this mask on, it's frightening yeah. for me. You should not be doing that for kids. Well, it's very sort of like it's a lot of these sort of folk stories, a lot of these kind of traditional Christmas pastimes are like it's more like scare scare them straight in it. Really, it's just like scare the, scare the kids straight, scare them into being you know productive citizens and, and, and good people and stuff like that. So it's kind of like but is that ethical? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, no, no, it isn't. And and you know, you talk about we may find out that like a lot of like like learning uh, issues that children have are just from our shitty folk to- folk tales and stuff. That fear, that PTSD of 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 doing the wrong thing and having your life plunged into chaos by this malevolent beast that is Santa Claus. Krampus. You know what I mean? Like or Krampus or wherever. Uh, the, it might it might you know a lot of like the difficulties kids have or, or, or adults have as we get older may sort of stem from from how we were treated as as, as children, how we were told that if you were bad um there was this kind of force that would, would absolutely ruin your christmas horrible yeah there's and there's also i mean listen there's nothing more frightening for me than opening my eyes first thing in the morning and seeing you wandering down your pants with a glass of bucks fizz on the go but krampus <laughs> let's, is, is a definitely... let's drop some blocks <laughs> and i'm shouting let's drop some blocks lukey krampus is a uh, krampus is a close <laughs> second there was a film made of krampus as well in 2015 a horror comedy film um, it stars the excellent Tony Collette and also Adam Scott, who obviously did Parks and Rec and loads of other stuff. So that might yeah. be worth watching if you want to kind of exorcise your Krampus demons. But the, the actual basic folklore is just, it's hard to think of something a more Christmas themed that's, so, that's frightening than that. Um, yeah. Next up is Ukraine. Popped in Ukraine. Okay, Going right, for yeah. a tough, tough time at the moment, to say the least. But in, in Ukraine, apparently, it's traditional to have a big shining spider web as a Christmas decoration, which again is also based on a, on a folk tale. But you know when, a, when a, a spider's web gets snow on it and it looks really beautiful, 
it's traditional to have one of those up in your house in Ukraine. Yeah. Okay. What do you think so, about so, that? Sorry, explain that again. So, you know a spider's <laughs> web? Okay, yeah. let, let me take it back. Do you know what a spider is? Yes, I know what a spider is. Because remember, we, I know these, where they live. we did a Christmas one a couple of years ago and you forgot how Jesus died. So I wanted to check that, you know what? Sniper. <laughs> what is it? Yeah, God said, look, this is, sniper, this is going yeah. on too long. This is going on too um, long. Spider's web with snow on it is a beautiful, ornamental, yeah. pretty thing, right? So yeah. what people do in Ukraine is they, as a Christmas decoration, they put their own snow bait like snow kind of covered spiders web up spiders web. it's a christmas right. decoration it's is it, based on but a is it a real but is it a real spider's well, web? obviously not people can't fucking shit gossamer out of their asses can they no but if they found a frozen because it's cold out there it's cold everywhere at the moment like i reckon because you do see spiders webs that have like water droplets on them which freeze yeah i thought there would be some way of sort of getting them off it's just it's just believed that the, the, the spider's web will bring good fortune and luck for the upcoming year uh, like a dream catcher basically yeah i think i think they kind of do it in poland as well i think right. polish people think that spiders catch the good vibes let the bad vibes out yeah kind of but traditionally spiders are symbols of goodness and prosperity yeah, apparently okay. so uh, and there's a big yeah. thing in western ukraine called the legend of the christmas spider um which I think, and the reason I brought this to the table is because I think, well, some historians believe, or, or kind of cultural historians believe, that that's actually where we get tinsel from now. Oh, that's like where that. it comes that's from. Nice. So it's basically been cool. adapted over the years, and it's now seen as tinsel. Because you think about it, tinsel's quite weird, but that's basically where it comes from. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Japan. Like Japan. Guess what I picked out for Japan? KFC. Yeah. Yeah, classic. Absolutely. Probably classic. the best marketing campaign of all time, surely. It's got to be up there with um was it Diamond R- D- R- D- before Ratner fucked it, Diamond Rings, that was never a thing, was it? No, that was like a big marketing thing at the start, wasn't yeah. it? I think I think Santa Claus pound himself pound. is a Coca-Cola marketing thing as well. But since I think certainly the red version, he didn't, didn't yeah. invent the red version of him. Yeah, since okay. um, sad, I think it? the early seventies, it's been traditional for the Japanese to eat some sweet KFC on Christmas because I don't think Christmas is a national holiday in Japan. No, um, and it'd be quite weird to experience that. I think I'd, I'd enjoy it because I'm in Japan and I love that place. But I think it'd be quite strange. You do get these like big buckets with like uh, a Christmas dinner in them, so you get mash and oh really. Uh, you get mash and uh, a tur- like a like I don't know whether it's a turkey or it's a chi- or it's a big chicken, uh, but it's just a massive thing that you put in the microwave with gravy and cranberry sauce and you know all all the, all the, like a shit approximation of the trimmings. But you have to pre-order these buckets and they're like sixty quid. <laughs> right, so you have to pre-order them. Have you, have you, have you ever done yeah. that? No, no, I've never been there for Christmas. Oh, of course. So I think that um, I'm right in saying that it originally started out as a marketing campaign in the early seventies. The people at KFC or whoever ran their marketing said, "Look." Let's make this a thing because the Japanese don't celebrate Christmas in the same way as the West, uh, and yeah. it's still given. It's the gift that's given fifty years later, almost, which is an incredible <laughs> return. You got to be honest. Um, next up is Venezuela, Peter. You'll never ever get this, but in the capital of Venezuela, which is, as you well know, uh, starts with a K. Correct. It's that. It's Caracas. Caracas. Uh, Christmas I mean, Caracas. I was going to say Krakatoa, like. but that's not right, is it? Caracas. Christmas Caracas. Um, they, um, <laughs> it is traditional to skate on roller skates to the Christmas mass <laughs> on Christmas morning. 
<laughs> so if you in, in Caracas, you see loads of people, some of them dressed in Christmas um, outfits as well, all roller skating to church. I have no idea why. I couldn't find out. But it definitely happens because right. I've seen loads of photos of it. Um, I've got a lot of time for that. Just absolutely scooting away. <laughs> no point is anyone turning uh, yeah. around going, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah. Why is this? Why has this become a festive roller disco? What's going on? I think it's because if people, I think people thought, because obviously they're quite a deeply religious country, I think people thought that back in the day, to church faster. if Jesus yeah, had roller, roller skates, yeah. he could have got away yeah. from his enemies more yeah. easily. But he could have um, pulled a skid, killed a kid. <laughs> well. You always bring so, that one out and it always makes me he's, laugh. He shouldn't, he, shouldn't, um, he shouldn't be on wheels. The final one before Jesus. we get to the... Um, MVP of Christmas traditions, which is Iceland, is the Netherlands. Mm. And my friend Tommy right. is a uh, half Dutch, and um, he remembers this happening as a kid. His mum was Dutch, and he spent a lot of Christmases in in Netherlands. Is it one of them racist ones? Well, they've changed it now. It was very okay. racist, but they've changed right, it because okay. it was basically okay. result revolving around blackface, which of course is entirely unacceptable. But they've, I think, mm. they've changed it from Schwarzer Peter, which is Black Peter, to to Bad Santa now. Um, Bad Santa, yeah. what like the like the Billy film, Bob Thornton. Uh, no, and what they do, is, and, it, and this to me feels almost astonishingly brutal. And I think I've got this right, but if not, by all, by all means, let you know, get in touch and let us know. The naughty kids don't get presents; they get sticks in their shoes. So when you wake up right, in the morning, okay. they come down. Or I think, I think, I think they might even do it on Christmas Eve in in that part of the world. But when you come down in the morning or whatever it is, and you see presents, you're basically, if you see sticks in your shoes, it means you've not been good enough and you've not got any presents. Now, I don't know if in reality families actually do that, but that's certainly something that is kind of done as part of the of the, of the Christmas tradition. Yeah, okay. I mean, how big are the sticks? Are we talking... Not big. Could, could we have, like, hepatitis situations? You know, are we risking our children... Uh, a, I don't a, think a terrible so. Terrible time of the year. I don't think it's right, that serious. Okay. I, I, th- I think right. um, they're quite small sticks. You probably get presents yeah. alongside a little trick that gets played on you. Because I think we had a similar thing here, didn't we? Because wasn't it traditional to put a piece of coal in your Christmas stocking if you were a kid that had been naughty? Yeah, okay, that's fair. So I think it's the equivalent <laughs> of that. But I mean, I'd rather have sticks in my shoes than have that mad monster chasing me around. For sure. <laughs> and then um, finally, uh, I wanted to settle and finish on Iceland because there's a couple of things in Iceland, and one of them is absolutely brilliant. The first one I want to talk about is this thing called the Yule Cat, right? Yule Cat? Yeah. What, like a Yule log, what, yeah, like a cat? Yeah, a massive cat. Okay. That apparently, <laughs> according to folklore, roams the frozen countryside in Iceland. And if it finds someone that hasn't got new uh, clothes on, like a new a new jumper or something, it eats them. So as a tradition in Iceland now, it's very, very um, common to give clothes for Christmas. And in the lead up to Christmas as well, you tend to gift clothes to make sure the Yule cat doesn't get you. Right, okay. And um, my my impression of Iceland when I was there, and I know you've been there as well, Pete, was it like, this place is awesome because it's like, not entirely, but a large part of it has evolved completely independently from other countries' like influence. <laughs> so it's just a bit mad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they're they're kind of a they're very the very definition of an island nation, aren't they? Really, they just get on with it. Because like you know that um, traditional thing where they take a lot of cubes of shark, they take take a shark, they cube the shark yeah. meat up, and they piss all over it, or they put sharks piss all over it, and they bury it in the ground for like three months. And it's t- do they put piss on it? I thought they just buried it, and it just it becomes fetid. I think it's, I think I think it's bur- I think it's sort of stored in the shark's own urine or something like that right and they dig it up and they serve it as a delicacy right and i was thinking to myself that's quite interesting 
I wonder what that's like. I, was, I probably wasn't realistically I've tempted. I it was fucking disgusting. Yeah, I wasn't tempted, but I could see people yeah. did do it. And then some guy, bollocks, some guy in some restaurant, some Icelandic guy, I don't know if it's true, just said to me, yeah, that was dreamt up, dreamt up about five years ago. Just, just, <laughs> just for a laugh. So you yeah. don't know where you are with them. I was thinking to myself, <laughs> they've been doing this, oh, yeah. they probably did this because back in the 12th century, you know, some massive Viking leader said, oh, they'll show you how tough I am. Apparently it was just made up. I don't know if that's true or not, but someone said that to me in Iceland. Anyway. But maybe maybe they sort of like, uh, maybe they've actually got like, you know, 60 million people on the island, but they just they just pretend that they've only got 200,000 for a laugh. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be yeah. surprised. And the tradition in Iceland that really kind of caught my eye was alongside the Yule Cat, but separately to this, they have, um, <laughs> they basically have 13... Yule lads. So, right, Yule lads. And with, there's, there's 13 Yule distinctive, lads. individual, like uh, mischievous lads that turn up at Christmas at different times and do different <laughs> schemes, like comic mischievous schemes to all the people who live in Iceland, right? right. And I'm going to read you through them one by one, right? The first one is... Uh, called the Sheepcoat Clod, who... The Sheepcoat Clod, right? Yeah, who arrives on the 12th of December, who uh, is known for harassing sheep, but um, is not very successful at harassing sheep because he's got stiff peg legs. Right? <laughs> right. Mate, okay. this is the, so this is what, the tip so of the he, iceberg. So he just runs, like, two stiff pen, peg legs. He just sort of runs with his legs sort of straight out. Harassing sheep, yeah. Harassing sheep. Okay, but isn't very fair, good at it fair. and always falls over because he can't bend his legs. <laughs> right? The second one is uh, the gully gawk who hides in little gullies waiting for Ooh. an opportunity to sneak into your cow shed and steal your milk. <laughs> okay, that's fair. And every single these one of these like... has got like a manifestation, like a little kind of puppet type manifestation. These are a little bit like the old uh, yokai in Japan. Like they have, they've got little, they're like little ghosts, uh, little demons that uh, cause issues left, right, and centre. So one block will come uh, through your window and lick the ceiling. Uh, we spoke about it on the first Luke and Peter, yeah. I think. Uh, Similar. Li- lick the lick the ceiling, lick the uh, condensation off your ceiling. Yeah. Uh, for you, uh, or, or better, better son, it follows you down country roads and stuff. There's been absolute dickheads. It's, it's very, not, uh, not these these ones for me because Iceland is such a kind of mystical and quite yeah. kind of atmospheric place. Yeah. Even though what I'm reading to you is quite silly, they're also quite sinister. Like, yeah, I, I agree. The yeah. third one is uh, Stubby, who's abnormally short, um, but steals your pies so he can eat the crust, right? <laughs> There's spoon liquor who steals well, and licks. I'll just I'll just give you the crust then. Don't worry yeah, exactly. about it. But this, I, this, I just don't like the crust. When I'm talking about being there being like a sinister undertone to this, listen to this one. Spoon liquor steals and licks wooden spoons is extremely thin due to malnutrition. Oh, he just wants to get, get him some proper food, licking the spoons, honestly. Uh, and there's a couple oh, of more benign ones, like Pot Scraper, who steals leftovers from pots. Door Slammer, who likes to slam doors during the night to wake people up. Um, but then you've got Bowl Licker, who hides under your bed, waiting for someone to put down their bowl, which he then steals and licks. Right. Right. Sausage Swiper, <laughs> who hides in the rafters and snatches sausages that are being smoked. Um, skier Gobbler, which obviously skier is an Icelandic yogurt. He obviously gobbles up your uh, your, your skier. Um, yeah. Window Peeper, uh, who looks through your windows in search of things to steal. 
Uh, and then they start to get like the candle stealer, which is a kind of similar thing, but but they they follow children home to steal their candles. <laughs> and the two okay. worst ones for me, the final two, like doorway sniffer who has an abnormally large nose and an acute sense of smell, and he stands in your doorway sniffing to locate your bread, right? <laughs> and the final one, meat hook, who comes into your house and uses a hook to steal all your meat. I mean, I don't know, okay, Christmas, yeah. I don't know if I'd like I mean, Christmas if I was in Iceland. I'm not sure I'd be into it. What a strange thing, right? I mean, just, just to have that... But how kind of popular are these kind of folk tales you know is it something that is an ongoing concern are they depicted in in sort of christmas media christmas television christmas books or, or is it just one of those things that yeah yes it did exist in our well, they're, they're uh, all they're all our... they're all kind of what's interesting about them is they've all got specific days they arrive and days they leave so i think they right. kind of go through the traditional time of christmas with these different yule lads at different times but some of them apparently there used to be other ones like there was one who um used to steal all your melted fat and shove it up their nose. Like, it's just, okay. it's very, very strange stuff. <laughs> Don't put it up your nose, kind of loud, that's hot. It's still, it's still not as terrifying <laughs> as you with the Bucks Fizz on the go in the kitchen. Playing Tetris. Playing, <laughs> playing Tetris with one hand Tetris. and banging yeah. the pots and pans around with the other. But just, <laughs> I just thought it was quite interesting to, to, show, to show people um, how Christmas is, is kind of observed around the world. If you are from Iceland and you're listening to this and I've got any of that wrong, please do get in touch and correct me and let me know if you've got any stories based on it. Um, but I just thought that was an interesting way to, to look at Christmas through the eyes of some quite maniacal Icelandic people. I think that's fair to say. That's <laughs> good stuff. Well done. That's a lovely little bit of research you did there. I'm, I'm proud of you. A little Christmas miracle. Before you go, right, before we go, look at this picture of the Icelandic, um, I've just put it in the in the lap chat in on yeah. WhatsApp. Look at this picture of a couple of Icelandic um, traditional Icelandic Christmas trolls that walk up and down the street during Christmas. Look at it. I mean, it just shows you what you're dealing with. It's absolutely uh, oh terrifying. yeah. It looks like uh, it looks like Hoggle out of uh, Jim Henson's but massive labyrinth or labyrinth, but absolutely huge. Yeah. So that's how they wow. that's how they get stuck into um that's how they get stuck into Christmas over in Iceland. And if you if you're under any doubt of how sinister Christmas can be in Iceland, the the troll on the right, the female troll, is known for leaving her cave, hunting children, carrying them home in their giant sack, and then eating them as a favourite snack. It's a, it's the spirit of Christmas. It's what everyone would like to think about at a family time. I love Iceland. It's, it's an amazing country. That is a bit yeah. mad. Yeah, I, I, I'm just confused why they eat hot dogs all the time. Anyway. And they're good hot dogs as well. They are good, good hot, hot dogs. dogs. Good hot dogs. Well, that's about it for us uh, for another pre-Christmas episode. We'll be back with uh, with more pre-Christmas fun uh, on the next show, on Thursday's show. We won't be doing batteries, but we will indeed be uh, g- giving you a little pre-Christmas treat uh, by uh, going through some of your messages and uh, tweets about Christmas traditions. Uh, so thank you for everyone who's... Uh, who's got in touch and maybe we'll sort of create some of our own uh, this Christmas uh, under your direction Luke. That'd, be, that'd be very nice yeah I'm looking forward to that yeah, um, yeah so we'll be back uh, next time around um, with some of those Christmas traditions from you um, yeah. I'm hoping that there'll be someone from Iceland getting in touch so we can have a little bit of a crossover but we'll see um, but until yeah. next time we'll see you we'll, we'll see you soon and uh, do do uh, spread the word five star reviews wherever you listen and hello at lukeandpeach.com is our email address and we are at Luke and Peach Show on the old social media so we'll see you then
Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening okay. to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in wizard duels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of wizard duel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>